Well, today is one of those days where I have a number of news stories in front of me. And I'm hoping beyond hope that I can get to each and every one because all of these stories are vitally important for you and your family. You know, a Bible verse comes to mind from Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 22 when I see these stories. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I want to take a moment here at the beginning of the program to thank my friend, Jim Calhoun, for stepping up, as he always does, to help me out and produce yesterday's program. Time has been a precious commodity of late. Between trying to recuperate from the surgeries that I had for bladder cancer, trying to get stronger day by day, and also taking on this church project. I I just feel strongly that there's that one more church at least left to plant. And my wife and I spend countless hours working on that building. And we're really beginning to see the progress lately. And I'm feeling so much better about it. Maybe if we have time over the weekend, I may post some pictures and update the page on the website for the church project and kind of show you some before and after of the pictures of the building. I'm excited about what's happening and I'm beginning to get people in the neighborhood asking when is the church going to open? And I'm trying to put the finishing touches. I know the other night I went to bed at a reasonably good hour and woke up around two o'clock in the morning. One of the lingering after effects of the surgery, I do have to get up once or twice in the night. And I couldn't fall back to sleep. And so literally between around 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock this morning, I lay there in bed, kind of half dozing, thinking about this church, how to put some of these last things together, and how it can be a help to you and others not just in the community where this church is being built, but on a grander scale. Now, I opened the program today talking about all these news stories that are in front of me. And and I want to get to all of these because they they mean a lot. We'll we'll even deal with some of these a little bit more tomorrow. But I just want to kind of go through a number of stories to give you an idea uh, of what's going on around us. And these stories pretty much will give you a a good feeling. Now, it is going to be six weeks from today. Six weeks from today is the 1st of June. Six weeks. We haven't even finished the month of April. And in six weeks, we will be at the first day of June. And already, we're being inundated and being prepared to really celebrate this June as Pride Month. And every woke corporation on the planet is getting all their advertising ready and their rainbow flags ready. And they want to be socially accepted and raise their ESG, their environmental, social, and governmental score to the leftist leaders. 
You know, the Bible teaches that when you're an evil people, God gives you an evil set of rulers. And I really believe that the United States has become a very evil nation at heart. Now, I know there are a lot of great Christians out there, but we're in the minority now. We do not have the influence we once had. And the world and literally the realm of demons has a better better public relations than we do. Now, six weeks from now, Disneyland. Yes, not Disney World, Disneyland in California will invite children of all ages to spend the night with transvestites and homosexuals for a pride night. Now, you heard me correctly. Understand, in a world today where very few real, true, and honest Christians, Christian families even exist, and families that want to protect and, and raise their children the fear and admonition of the Lord, even so, the thought of parents willingly sending their kids off to this sinner, this, this cult, it is a it is a evil, sexual, and just horrifically horrible pagan kind of cult. It's abhorrent. It is forbidden in Scripture. It is shrouded in secrecy, manipulation. And so you've got Disneyland after dark with their Pride Nights coming up in June. The once trustworthy, let me, let me tell you something. In raising kids and grandkids back in the day, you could feel safe at one time. You remember the VHS tapes? Yeah, I'm sure you do. And my late wife and I bought a number of those tapes over the years, especially for grandkids when they would come to visit. And they were the older movies, the older cartoons, the older full-length cartoons, the original, like, you know, Lady and the Tramp and all of those, all G-rated, all with a good story, all family-friendly. I can remember as a, as a young child in the 60s, the wonderful world of Disney in color on NBC, no less. We had a black-and-white TV set. It was amazing when we got our first color set to, to see all that, the opening splash Disney, at least publicly at the time, I can't speak for what may have been going on behind the scenes anywhere. Who knows? But at least their material was, in my opinion, then safe, but not anymore. And so Disney is celebrating pride. It is a event that's going to be held um, and it celebrates the LGBTQIA+. I mean, they're adding more letters. Every time I turn around, it's a new set of letters. And it runs, you know, from basically, oh, there's a pre-party from 6 in the evening till 9, then the private real party gets underway 9 to 1. 
when they can ride some attractions. I mean, it is, there's just something about this looking at Disney being co-opted the way they've been co-opted. And we see it everywhere. We see it in our schools. We see it in so many of the institutions that we once we once treasured, we once respected, we once revered. There was a hearing held not long ago discussing some civil rights laws and a Democrat witness at this hearing. Now, this was a hearing on school choice. A hearing on school choice. And while discussing school choice, a Democrat witness said it's harder to protect students if they leave the public school system and they end up in a private or religious institution. That was this week. Now, during this hearing on school choice, Republican Oregon Representative Susan Bonamici asked how students and families may be affected by private and religious schools who may not be subjected to federal civil rights laws. Now, Dr. Derek Black, a professor of law at the University of South Carolina and the Democrat witness at the hearing, which only goes to show, yeah, even in a red state like South Carolina, you've got some very dangerous individuals that are in the law business. I'm just telling you. And he said that students and families who choose to attend private and religious schools are harder to protect from discrimination. No, what they are harder to protect, well, from your point of view, They're harder to indoctrinate when you don't have them five, six, seven hours a day in your building. And telling those students they don't have to talk to their parents about anything, including their gender and their sexual preferences, their sexual habits. These government officials believe somehow, some way, that the children in America belong to the leftist institutions and not to the parents. And they will do everything in their power to put a wedge between parents and children and do everything to strip them away from anything that is faith-based. Lawmakers around the country, conservative ones anyway, are pushing for school choice that provides students with taxpayer funds. Now, let's be honest. I have no trouble with that, and here's why. I pay taxes, not in one state, but in two states, for public schools. And in one of the states, the schools stink. They're awful. They're horrible. They're they're social promoting. They're graduating illiterates. And I'm paying how many thousands of dollars a year in property tax to fund this educational sewer of wokeness and ridiculousness, stupidity. Got kids that come out that think that when you say, you know, well, two plus three equals five. Well, that's your opinion. 
No, that's a fact. No, 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 no. It's your opinion. This is what is coming out of our public schools. No Christian parent, if you have any other opportunity, you need to get your children out of the public schools. I don't care if you live in a red state in a small community. I pointed out the other day, Anderson, South Carolina, a town I know extremely well. These issues of transgenderism and all the nonsense that goes with it is a part of the school life in the public school system. It is time to get our children out from this. I mean, I'm having to pay for it. And we've got this administrative class in education, even in Anderson, South Carolina, that are just a bunch of boneheaded reprobates that are they're dangerous. Public education for a hundred years has been in the process of being co-opted nationally by the extreme left. And they have succeeded in many states, in many school districts. Even in a red state like Florida. I live in a, well, when we're down there, we're in a purple county. And what I've seen from students that have graduated, it is appalling. It is horrifically bad. I mean, this is unacceptable, but this is the quality of the garbage education being given our children. And so you have these people saying, well, we think it's a bad thing to send kids to a Christian school because, you know, we don't want people to discriminate. We want them to be LGBTQ friendly. We want them to be transgender friendly. We want them to be gender fluid. We want them under our control. We want to indoctrinate them. And we want them to explore their sexuality at increasingly younger ages. This is how this is how the left is eroding America. They've already eroded Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, Europe. They use the schools to brainwash young minds and make them dependent upon the same government. And we're beginning to see the fruits of their labor coming into play each and every year. It's time the church do what it's supposed to do. It's time for the church to stand up. You know, the other day on The View, a program that I never watched. The only time I ever see The View is when I'm watching other news programs and they show some stupid comment, which is every day, that comes from that group of idiotic women who think they know everything about everything, but they know nothing about nothing. I still remember Whoopi Goldberg, the beginning of the Biden administration, when they're trying to choose, you know, Biden's trying to get his cabinet together and she said, hey, have Dr. Jill become the Surgeon General. She's a great doctor. Whoopi Goldberg is an idiot. Jill Biden is not a doctor of medicine. 
She has a doctorate in education, which is where the wokeness and where the stupidity and indoctrination is coming from. But she didn't know any better. She assumed the word doctor meant physician, which shows what is she doing on a program like this every day? But they had a guest on the other day, Patty Lupone. Or is it Patty Lupone? Who knows? And she was on The View, and I guess that was on Tuesday. And I'm... the, the program, I didn't see it, but I've got a little audio clip. Now, for those of you who've never heard of Patty, she is a Broadway actress, and she is promoting a new film. She does Broadway and, and theater and film, and she was, you know, Bo is Afraid is the movie she's promoting. And, and she's one of those type that, you know, back in 2021 was demanding that everybody get vaccinated so we can end COVID because, you know, she knew that if everybody got vaccinated, COVID would, would be wiped off the face of the earth and we should basically discriminate and arrest, you know, the unvaccinated. And then a year later, she comes down with COVID and she goes, well, you know, I'm thankful that I'm multiplied, you know, vaccinated because it made the symptoms milder which is also ridiculous. By the time she got COVID, the strain as we know it had morphed so many times, they can never keep up with this, with these bivalent vaccines. By the time they think they got it, it's already morphed again. So it's meaningless, it's worthless. And and so, you know, people like her will end up getting COVID two or three times because they're fully vaccinated. I'm just sharing that. But she made an interesting statement on The View. And and she is very much in line with what you get from Broadway and off-Broadway and in theater in general and in Hollywood. And, And this is what she had to say about those of us that are Christians. This before and I'm going to get in trouble. But I have said this before and it's been in print. I don't know what the difference between our Christian right and the Taliban is. I have no idea what the difference is. You're not the only person who's said that. Mm. I don't, I I just don't know what the difference is. What's happening in this country right now in the name of religion is so dangerous. Now that shows to me how intellectually bankrupt this Broadway actress is. She's speaking about something she knows nothing about. Nothing. She has no faith in her. She has no understanding of scripture. She has none of it. She just assumes what she's been told. Because she believes in certain values that are an abomination in terms of the values. You know, all the wokeness in the culture, the transgenderism, the homosexuality, the grooming of kids, all that's good in her little world. And she tries to equate a satanic religion like Islam. Yeah, I said it. Islam is satanic in its origins and its roots. I could do an entire program on where it came from and who Muhammad is and what he truly believed. See, Islam... They see somebody that's gay and they want to throw them off the roof of a building head first. 
Christians, Christians want that person to come to a, a knowledge and salvation in Jesus Christ and be saved. The Taliban, they want women in burqas to be slaves to their men. Christianity wants husbands to treat their wives like Christ treats and loves his bride, the church. I can go on and on. Christians value life. They respect life. Islam and this Broadway fool has no respect for life. They believe in abortion right up until birth and many for a month after if, if, if you want. Kill it, I don't want it. These are the Moloch worshipers. These are the earth worshipers. And they're trying to equate Christianity. Life is what Christianity is about. Life more abundantly. Life eternal. To a satanic cult called Islam that had its footing and its origin in pillaging, burning, and raping in communities, all in the name of Allah. And for many, still does. It is Islam that wants to acquire nuclear weapons and destroy Israel. It is Islam that wants to enslave the West. It's Christianity that wants to protect children from the groomers and the homosexuals and the transgender advocates and the weirdos and the transvestites at Disney. And we're the bad people for wanting to do that. So Patty Lapone or Lupone or whatever, I don't care what you think. You're intellectually wrong, you're spiritually wrong, and you are typical of the group that you represent. And honestly, there was a time in my much younger years when I was in college studying communication art sciences. I mean, I was already in radio and, and I was still undecided what aspect I wanted to be. Did I want to just be on the radio? Did I want to be in engineering behind the scenes? And I was exposed to television and even theater. And I even had the opportunity one year to be involved in an acting company, and I really enjoyed it. And I could see myself doing that. But you know, thanks be to God, I didn't. Because look what that industry has become. And there, by the grace of God, would have gone I. So you have people like that equating Christianity to the Taliban. You have those that think that children should have no choice and should be only in the public schools so the public schools can educate them the way they think they need to be educated, indoctrinated, and they need to have your children divorce themselves from any religion you have at home. Oh, you don't think that's true? Oregon officials are making some moves to prevent Christian families from adopting. That's true. Jessica Bates felt very moved to help children who needed a loving home. 
And so back in 2022, she began the adoption process to adopt in Oregon. And she was confronted by state officials who disapprove of all of her biblical beliefs about human sexuality. And thus she is not fit to adopt a child. You know, had that rule been in place in 1954, 55, I could have been adopted anywhere. Now, I've shared my story that I was put up for adoption at a very young age, just after the age of one. And adopted into a Christian family. Well, that would have been, you know, that would have been an anathema. Today, many states are getting that way. Parents who want to adopt must agree to use a child's preferred pronoun. So if they want to pretend to be a girl, you have to take it seriously. And you must agree to take them to LGBTQ affirming events like pride parades. If you don't, you're a bad parent. I'm serious. This is Oregon. The Department of Human Services, or I should say human destruction in Oregon, human desecration, anybody seeking to adopt has to renounce their biblical beliefs and promote contrary views on gender and sexuality. And if your girl wants to be a boy or boy wants to be a girl, you must make sure they have access to sterilizing puberty uh, blockers. Now, it's funny. Oregon accommodates people of other religious and cultural backgrounds, except for Christianity. Christianity is a no-no. Now, Jessica refused to go against her beliefs, and Oregon denied her application to even be a foster parent. I'm telling you, this is where we're heading. This is where we're heading. So you have the view saying there's no difference between American Christians and Taliban terrorists. That shows how little these people really know. And it's sad. It's truly sad. The evil among us are using the power of government and the public schools to achieve their demonic goals. That's all there is to it. And that's why we, as Christians, need to do something and stand up and act. You know, it's real easy for me to do a radio program like this and highlight all these these problems. They're out there for you and I to see. You know, we can do something. Now, now let me explain something before we go to the break here. We need to understand that the ballot box is a powerful tool, but it's not going to solve all of our ills. I don't trust politicians, and I've got a story coming up on the other side of the break to prove my point. And I'm saying politicians of even... The GOP, there are a lot of them I don't trust because they've lied. They've been two-faced. They've been traitorous to their cause, and they try to deceive you. And I'm going to point that out in a story coming up and a couple of other stories. We need to understand the only way that we can make any changes 
is start doing it locally. And then from local to regional, from regional to state, and then state to national. We have to create the trend. If you were to vote in, and I'm not going to say he was a great president or the greatest or a bad one. I'm just going to say President Trump, and this let's, I'm not going to get in the middle of this, was an interrupter to the leftist causes. And thus he had to be eliminated. And they're still trying to eliminate him by any means possible because he threatens the status quo in Washington, D.C. And so the only way you're going to ever fix Washington is you have to fix your community at home. Now, I don't care if you live in Anderson County, South Carolina, Smith County, Virginia, Wayne County, New York, Little County, Near Lake on right on Lake Ontario. I don't care. Maybe Cuyahoga County, maybe Summit County in, in Ohio. Name your county, big or small. You begin to fix it locally. How many how many Christians bother to vote in these off elections for school board members? or for school budgets or capital expenditures. They don't. They figure it's a worthless you know, cause or too busy. And so you end up, and I've seen this before, where these educators you know, pick some off day and have a vote, and the only people showing up are people that work for the schools. And the next thing you know, you're $150 million in debt for new stuff. Maybe if Christians started running for school board and not let the left think they have a free run, if you end up controlling a school board, then you can hire and fire the administrators and the teachers, and you can set the policy in your district. As I've learned in even some red states, when you don't take it seriously and think it's all okay because of the great PR job the schools are doing, you really don't know what's happening behind your back. You need to. The same is true on city commissions and councils and county. Same thing. You affect change by electing true conservatives that hold to biblical standards and beliefs. Not that I'm trying to make this a theocracy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm just saying that you need leaders that at least respect your values and won't tread on, you know, tread on them. In the schools, in the marketplace of ideas, or anywhere. And as you do this, town by town, village by village, city by city, county by county, state by state, then you can begin to affect what's happening in Washington, D.C. Until then, I mean, you can fix things at home for yourself. That's why we do this radio program. That's why we do the Church Project. I'll explain more on the other side. We're running really late for the break, so I, I need to get to it. But I want to thank all of you for supporting this radio program and ministry. I do have a little bit of an update on the other side on the church project. I'll give you that uh, in a moment. And then I want to talk about 
two, maybe three more stories that I think really will impact you and your life. And it'll give you an idea of what we're up against and what we need to do to get ahead of the get ahead of the curve and be ready for the things that are going to happen. If you believe in our ministry, by the way, you can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. Our mailing address, by the way, if you want to help us financially make a check or money order made payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, mailing address is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319, that's 24319. More on the other side of the break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Amalek as a wolf. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. When the Israelites were about to enter the land, God reminded them of their first battle with Amalek. And it says this in Deuteronomy 25, 17, it says, Remember what Amalek did to you, by the way, when you came out of Egypt. He met you there and struck the back part of you, those who were weak behind you, when you were faint and tired. He didn't fear God. The nature of Amalek, the first enemy of Israel, in, in, who attacked them after they came out of Egypt, he struck the rear part of the camp and he went after those who were weak, who straggled behind, who couldn't keep up, who were tired. See, Amalek is a type of the enemy. He's like a wolf. The same strategy is that of a wolf. That the, reveals the enemy strategy of a wolf. He attacks that which is weak. He attacks the rear. He attacks the, 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 the tired. So be careful. First of all, he attacks the rear. So when you're not looking, be careful. The enemy's going to go what you're not looking at. He's going to go after that. He goes for the weak one. So so be watchful when you're weak in certain areas. The weakness, that's what the enemy's going to go after. Guard your weakness. He attacks the weary. Watch it when you're tired or spiritual weary. Get spiritually revived in God. It's a safeguard. Get refreshed. And lastly, he attacked those who couldn't keep up. In other words, those who were separated from the flock, just like a wolf does, and from the shepherd. So stay close in fellowship. Stay close in the flock. Stay close with others. And most of all, stay close to the shepherd. And you will be kept safe from Amalek and the enemy of your soul. Want more? Ask for... Indiana Jones and the Mystery of Purim, Part 2. Now on CD. Now, imagine being plugged into a special line, let you know on future events, news behind the news, updates on Israel, end-time believer, things that you need. Well, you'll get it in Sapphires and the Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You'll love it. Free gifts, free gift subscription. How do you get it? Easy. Just write down the real name of Jesus, Yeshua, and you call it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed with your free gifts, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even to Jerusalem. How? It's amazing. It's through shortwave radio, is the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. It's amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1, or write me direct at Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Or you can visit us at hopeoftheworld.com. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, stay safe, my friend. Peace be to you in Messiah Ehatov, the good and wonderful shepherd.
Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. When I began the program today, I mentioned and never got even around to, to reading it to you, a Bible verse. And it is one that a listener, and I gotta I gotta share this story. In my office, I've got a, a plaque on the wall. And a listener heard me share this verse from the book of Jeremiah a number of months ago on the program. And he was doing some work at his church. They were accommodating uh, an area for a handicapped individual. So they, they took one of the pews and they cut it smaller. And they had to take part of it apart to do it. And there was a piece of a side panel left, a beautiful piece of wood. And this guy used an engraving system to engrave this particular verse into this part of a pew that had been cut out. Beautiful piece of wood. And here's what it says. And this is from Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 22. For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are sodish children. They have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. Now, if you look at a different translation, and I know some of you prefer just the King James, I understand that. But I think if you look at it in one of my favorite study Bibles, the NASB, it says it quite clearly, for my people are foolish. They do not know me. They are foolish children. They have no understanding. They are skillful at doing evil, but they do not know how to do good. Man, that fits the United States today. That fits even certain what I call formally faithful churches they they have walked away they're foolish they don't know their god anymore they've created a new one they are foolish children they have no understanding and they're skillful at doing evil and even celebrating it and they no longer know how to do good in the eyes of god and so that's the world in which we find ourselves today now just to finish up on a story i mentioned before you know, in Oregon, you know, you can't adopt a child if you're not willing to adopt all the things like homosexuality, Pride Month, and gender-affirming surgery. Unless you're a Muslim, of course, that's then it's all different. You you get preferential treatment if you're not a Christian. They'll deal with you and your faith, but not Christians. See, Christianity is the despised faith among the elite. And for good reason. They're Satanist. And so a satanic religion like Islam just works fine for them. Washington State, another formerly conservative region of the country, passed a bill allowing government to take away a minor from parents if they refuse to agree to gender transitioning surgery. I kid you not. According to Seattle journalist 
Katie uh, Davis Court, the Washington State Legislature passed a bill, Senate Bill 5599, which would allow the state to legally take children away from their parents if they do not consent to their child's gender transitioning surgery. Every Democrat in the Senate, everyone, not most, everyone voted yes. Every Republican voted no. Okay? And of course, Democrats have the majority. So now it'll have to go to the House and we'll see how it makes its way to the governor. A Democrat state senator, Marco Lias, issued a statement saying, Under the current law, if a child who has run away from home goes to a licensed shelter, that shelter is required to notify the parents unless a compelling reason applies. And it goes on and on. This progressive lawmaker explains that the government should take away parents' rights. And, you know, we, we're, talk, we're not talking like 18 or 17. They're thinking, you know, 12, 11, 13. This would ensure, he says, that children who may not have supportive families at home. No, they have supportive families that don't want you destroying your life because you're not mature enough to understand what you're going through. You know, there's a former transgender teenager in California suing a medical group that encouraged her to undergo a transition surgery at age 15. And they told her this was the only option to break free of her mental illness and have a happy life. And it was a lie. And now at the age of 18, at the age of 18, she's fighting back. Even though she's had a double mastectomy at age 15. This is what these demonic people want for your children. They want them to be destroyed and unable to reproduce, unable to have families, to be mentally ill and dependent upon never-ending surgeries and medical care for their entirety of life. That's the satanic world in which we live. Now, New York City, good old New York City, is going to be tracking your personal food choices using credit card data. And you know why they're saying they need to do this? Now, listen to this carefully. New York City wants to track your personal food choices, and they want to use your credit and debit card data. And what's the reason? Climate change. Yep, the intellectually, morally bankrupt phony of a mayor who claimed to be all pro-law enforcement. What a liar. He announces they're going to track food choices of New Yorkers from your store and restaurant purchases. And this will help in reducing CO2. If you want to reduce CO2, stop printing in the New York Times. You guys go through, what, 80 million trees a year? Trees that take CO2 out of the air? I mean, come on. If you're really believing what you say you believe... New York City is going to be in partnership with American Express and eventually others to track New Yorkers' carbon footprints and food choices. 
This will be like London, England and 13 other cities to incorporate food consumption into its greenhouse gas emission metrics. These people are sick and insane. The climate fraud narrative has been pushed on children. And I run into adults that talk about, Bob, but it's climate change. The world is doing this. The world is doing that. And I go, every major prediction given that should have happened by now for the past 55 years has never occurred and never will. They're liars. Greta Thunberg is a liar. All these climate alarmists are paid They're paid by government to tell you what the government wants you to hear. And here's the kicker. Why would a plan like this be made for New Yorkers? Why are they doing this? You know, what is the World Economic Forum? They want to know. They want an approach for inclusive and sustainable cities. They want the 15-minute city. They want to transform your community. And you wonder why people are leaving. You know, think about this. They're coming after, I I warned you about this, that the COVID-19, all that went with that was to see how far they could go. And I told you the next step would be doing the same draconian measures for climate change. To know where you're going, to know what you're doing. Getting a COVID-19 test was kind of a test of social responsibility. Wearing a face diaper showed that you were, you were compliant. Keeping six feet away, walking in one direction in a grocery store, not buying gardening supplies in Michigan, just proved that you, well, you'll do whatever the government says because you believe anything they tell you to do. And Before you know it, you'll be eating bugs. So, I mean, this is all part of a larger plan. And are you going to talk against it? Of course not. They've already got that figured out too, whether you knew it, whether you know it or not. There is a phony bill working its way through the halls of Congress. And this Orwellian legislation needs to be stopped in its tracks and destroyed. And every phony conservative Republican backing it needs to be primaried or put on notice that you will never support them if they support this. It is called the Restrict Act. And it's being sold to the American people under the guise, we have to stop TikTok. That Chinese app that gets in your phone we must stop tiktok so they're going to have this sweeping restrict act but the truth is it is a trojan horse that will strip away your rights it'll damage this radio program trust me the federal government will get unchecked power with this bill and give us a dystopian future where we are totally subjected to censorship and surveillance. This bill, Senate Bill 686, grants sweeping and irreversible power. It's kind of a big net 
It's not just trying to get TikTok. It gets it all. It will open the door for the federal government to control information, communications, restrict free speech, censor online services while granting immunity from public oversight. In other words, you can't even sue them. This is Orwellian. And it was sponsored by Democrat Congressman Mark Warner of Virginia, but also John Thune, phony Republican from South Dakota. A a real rhino, a real piece of work. And it was drafted in such a way, and it's being pitched as a TikTok ban. But you know, nowhere in the text of the bill is TikTok even mentioned. It's all subterfuge. It's all a dog and pony show. It's all it's all fake. It's smoke and mirrors. This Trojan horse is going to sweep and it's going to change and destroy your freedom of information. This pending legislation's provisions are disturbing. They're broad, they're vague and ambiguous. It just gives... You remember that that dumb woman that they were going to put in charge of the, you know, she was singing, you know, to the tune of, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, you know, about information. Well, that'll put her back on track. It could impact this program because it's online. It's out there as a podcast. And it's a catch-22. They're using terms. It also restricts Freedom of Information Act requests related to enforcement of the bill. This, it could be just like China, where they, they could isolate you from portions of the Internet that they deem misinformation or, you know, what the government doesn't want you to know. And the punishment for engaging in any disallowed transaction is severe. And they use the word transaction, which could mean virtually anything, like just going to a web page, a software update, data hosting. You could face fines of up to a million dollars and jail sentences of up to 20 years. There's a hidden agenda in this, and it must be stopped. It must be stopped. They're not trying to protect you. They're trying to control you. And the Restrict Act is basically the Patriot Act on steroids. And it really comes after just regular citizens of this country. And and I find the act despicable. Now, Who is supporting this bill? We need to understand there's some sponsors and co-sponsors. Of course, you know, Mark Warner, Democrat of Virginia. But see, Tammy Baldwin, a Democrat from Wisconsin, she's supporting it. Shelley Capito, a Republican from West Virginia, is supporting this. Deb Fisher, Republican from Nebraska, is supporting this. Jerry Moran, Republican from Kansas, is supporting this. Dan Sullivan, Republican from Alaska, is supporting this. John Thune, 
Republican from South Dakota is supporting this. Susan Collins, well, you'd expect that. Mitt Romney, of course. Kevin Kramer from North Dakota, Republican. Charles Grassley. Of all people, Charles Grassley is supporting this. Write him today and tell him to oppose this bill or you oppose him. Tom Tillis, Republican, North Carolina. Lindsey Gramnesty, or as they call him in the upstate of South Carolina, Flimsy Gramnesty, supports this. John Boozman, another phony Republican from Arkansas. Michael Crapo, or Crapo, Republican, Idaho. Now, thankfully, people like Ted Cruz are not supporting it and a few others. And surprisingly, there's some Democrats that are not supporting it. I'm surprised. Like John Tester, so far, is not supporting it. Now, Barbara Blackburn, and she's against it, Shelley uh, there, there are others that are not supporting it anymore. Uh, they, 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 we, we just got to look at it. But the thing is, surprisingly, there are 25 co-sponsors to this bill. 13 of the 25, the majority of the co-sponsors are Republicans. Only 11 Democrats and one Independent. If I mentioned your senator, you need you need to write them. You need to say no in the most emphatic language you possibly can. This bill needs to die in the Senate and never find its way across the aisle to the House and never, and I mean never, get to the desk of Joe Biden. Because once you've let this horse out of the barn, once this toothpaste is out of the tube, you'll never get it back in. And freedom as we understand it in this country will come to a crashing end. This program would probably end up disappearing within time as as a podcast. That's just the way it's going to be. It's all about restricting the Internet. I mean, that's why radio, look, I understand people are are gravitating away from radio to the Internet. It's convenient. It's got a lot more choice, um, especially if you live in an area with good Internet service. I happen to not live in an area with great service, so I can't do it mobily. I'm still relying on radio. And it's going to come down to shortwave stations being the last vestige, I think, of free speech. They're going to knock us off at some point. Now, I'm going to hang in there as long as I can. I'm going to fight. I'm not going to surrender. I'm not going to give up just because they want me to. But we need to stand up against Senate Bill 686. should be Bill 666, but 686. And let those phony Republicans know, no way. You vote for this, and you will never see me vote for you again. I'll vote against you in a primary, and I'll vote for that libertarian. We might as well have a... Look, here's my opinion. You might as well have a demonic Democrat in, the, in that seat 
than a phony Republican. It's, you're no better off. At least you'll know who your enemy is, not a stealth one. Like Jerry Moran or Dan Sullivan or John Thune or Susan Collins or Lindsey Gramdesty or Mitt Romney. They're phony, fraud, and, and don't forget Mitch McConnell. He's all for it, too. Mitch McConnell needs to resign in disgrace. He's a failure, and he's a phony. I'm sick of all of them. And they come out every six years, oh, I'm a good conservative, vote for me, and I will make sure they, we get everything fixed. And they lie to you. They just make it worse. They laugh behind your back. They think you're a fool. I don't trust Lindsey Graham as far as I can throw Alvin Braggadocious. <laughs> Lindsey's kind of a little weakling. I don't trust him. And you shouldn't either. So we begin to fix things at home. Fix things in your, your community, your school board, your county commissions or county councils, whatever you call them your little village boards, whatever it takes, townships. Get involved. Find a good Christian person to run and support for for public school office, you know, for the school boards. They have a lot more control than you would ever know. But when you capitulate and let the evil one take over and take over the schools and you don't pay attention because you're too busy trying to get through life, Listen, I'm out of time. Tomorrow, I've got one more story I will share I didn't get to today about the leak that came out of the Pentagon and and other places about Ukraine. Also, an update about the church project. A lot of great news on that front. If you believe in our mission and ministry of Truth to Ponder, would you consider your financial support today? We need it. If you would be so kind... You can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia is 24319. You can also go to our website, truth2ponder.com, and you'll find a tab for support. Once again, mailing address, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. Once again, 24319. And we'll see you again tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.